Welcome back to Crappy Hollywood Reboots, the sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second episode of the second season. Yep. Two two. That's two two. Lucky lucky number two two. Yep. A uh, catch a uh, catch twenty two, if you mm-hmm. will. That doesn't apply here, but nope. Uh, no, it does not. Anyway, <laughs> well, welcome back to your favorite podcast. I'm assuming. Uh, here, <laughs> I'm Casey. I'm Trace. And this is Crappy Hollywood Reboots, the only podcast in the country, nay, the, the, the world. The only we... podcast that you better listen to. <laughs> or we'll find you. That's, That's it. true. That's it. We'll find you. Uh, we won't do anything. We'll just be like, we found you. <laughs> and then we'll we'll tag you. And, yeah. Uh, and then run away. Anyway. Uh... So if you've been if you uh, if you're on the second episode of the second season you're you pr- probably know by now but uh, just in case just in case you're new we're gonna tell you this is the show where we pitch bad Hollywood movie ideas because you know Hollywood is a uh, ha- Hollywood's a reboot machine and they're running out yep. of ideas for reboots even now mm-hmm. so we just thought we'd pitch a few more to help them out uh, so we are trying to predict. Uh, the next couple years of movies, uh, trying trying to really nail down what Hollywood's got up their sleeve uh, for the next uh, for the next few years of movies coming out. Yeah, and and we're we are a credible source. Um, we have we, guessed a, a a good number of times uh, correctly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I I oh mostly uh, Casey. I, I looked into the. <laughs> <laughs> I looked into the um I looked into He-Man and they're making a they're rebooting it. Oh really? They're rebooting it since since we've talked about it on the show. Oh, I, so like it's a for sure thing now. Yeah, I pitched um uh I pitched it back in not to date the podcast, but like in <laughs> October. Yeah. And or like uh, September or October. Yeah, it was like, like in, it was like middle season 1. Yeah. Well, it like they announced in like November that they were hiring scriptwriters to make it. Dang, that means that I they know. listen to our podcast. Well, I'm mad that they're not <laughs> coming to me saying, "Hey, this idea was so good. We're going to pay you monties, monties, monties." <laughs> we are willing to pay you monties to make our movie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If they can't trust some random podcast that they found on the internet, who can they trust? Who can they? <sighs> Man. Who can? Who can? Two cans. Who can they? Two, two can. can. Two can. It's a bird. Um uh, who can who can take the two can? Oh gosh. The candy man. All right. Uh anyway, now, now that we've rambled for 3 and a half minutes. Uh, um, now now that we've established <laughs> our credibility, uh, yeah. We're a credible source. We're an incredible source. Yes, we are. And we're are. coming to you live, live from uh, the place live. where we record from. Yep. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, I guess the best way to show you how we do it is to just launch right into it. Uh, yep. Who went first last time? I believe that that you cranked off this season, baby. Did I? Well, then, I believe so. I guess it's time to listen to your movie, which <laughs> listeners, we never we never know what each other's uh, pitches are yeah. before we present them. <laughs> um, we we are just as surprised as you are when you first hear it. Yeah, and I have it from a very credible source uh, that Trace's pitch this week is real stupid. And so, that that credible source is me, baby. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to hear um, just what this movie is. Yeah, um, er, 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 like I guess earlier in the day, I can't remember when I texted you. It was like mm-hmm. maybe like 10 a.m. or something. Um, mm-hmm. But I just I, I texted Casey, "Hey, my movie this episode is real stupid," and. Um, <laughs> 
It really is. Um, Ooh. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure. I know that a couple of our listeners are, are fans of this uh, fandom. Uh-oh. Oh no. Um, I'm not sure if you are Casey. I don't. I don't know if you are um, familiar with. I, I'm sure that you're familiar, but I'm not sure if you've watched this uh, oh, no. TV show. Okay. Um, it is an Adult Swim cartoon. Oh no. And it is it is a really great show, but the fandom is very very toxic. Oh and, no. Uh, yeah, uh today I am tackling Rick and Morty. Oh no. <laughs> here's the here's the thing. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. <laughs> Bringing my ta- tagline in. Here's the yeah. thing. I watched Rick and Morty for a while. Mm-hmm. And I actually enjoyed it. Like the humor is is a little dark, yeah. Uh, but I did enjoy it. Uh, I think it's a clever show. It is. Um. Yeah. Well, I I ended up stop. I stopped watching it because the fandom w- was just doing so. Uh, they're just so. A lot of yeah. them are just bad people. Yeah. It's. I mean, I've learned to kind of separate it from the fandom because I I really love Rick and Morty. Um. Yeah, but I'm not a part of like, you, you know, man. You you have to be incredibly smart to watch this show, or else you won't get it. Um, because like the, most of yeah. the stuff is like most of the jokes are not cl- like clever in the way of, man, that was a really smart joke. I mean, he there there are jokes that are just out of the blue and don't mean anything, and that's why they're funny. Yeah. Um, Any anyone who says you have to be smart to watch that show is elitist. Yeah, it's it's. It, I mean, that's what the fandom is. It's very elitist and uh, mm. very gatekeepery. And yeah. I'm I'm just not not into that. But the show's great. I love Dan Harmon. Um, I I'm pretty much in love with everything that he does. Um, I love Harmon Quest and Community and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, Rick and Morty, but um, yeah, I, may, maybe I need to get back into it. But um, I mean, it's... you should. It's it's a great series. You just have to ignore every everything that people are saying, um, <laughs> or at yeah. least the fandom is. That's the thing. Um, I like the the main character, uh, Rick. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing that the fanboys like these fanboys don't get is like they all want to be rick but the whole point of the show is to show that rick is a bad person yeah he may be smart but he you know he's an alcoholic um insane old man Um, yeah he's like this abusive terrible person yeah and manipulative yeah and the point of the show is like the whole reason he's constantly in these predicaments is because he's that way yeah because he's just insane. I mean, a point of the show... The, I mean, one of the only points that he... Or one of the weirder points in the show is that uh, Morty... Mm-hmm. Or Morty is just something that the Ricks of every reality use in order to disguise their genius. Uh, because Morty is so stupid. Um, well, it, hold on. What might be better is if we explain... Or if you explain Rick and Morty to our listeners. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't want this to to go on too long. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I'll give a basic premise. Might not be familiar with the whole uh, premise. So Rick and Morty is basically a um, parody of Back to the Future in that um, Rick is this old man and Morty is his grandson, uh, which, of course, Marty and... Doc Brown, that's not their dynamic, but that's kind of what they were going for. Um, mm-hmm. Them being Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland. Um, and Justin Roiland, is, he's, a, he's amazing. Uh, he voices both Rick and Morty and various characters on the show. But uh, basically, Rick is like this uh, mega genius, and he creates um, all of these different uh, gadgets in order to... Um, uh, basically bend time to his wheel his will um mm-hmm. 
So he has like a portal gun that can bring him to different realities, and he always brings Morty with him on these adventures. And um, it really depends on like the episode what happens, um, but you'll kind of get a sense of. I mean, a very bad sense of one of their adventures through my movie idea, but mm-hmm. um, it just really depends on what uh, Rick wants at the time, and he'll drag Morty along with him. But um, that's the basic premise of the show. There's also um, uh, Morty's family, uh, and I guess Rick's um, Summer, who is Morty's sister. Uh, Beth, who is Morty's mom, and Jerry, who is Morty's dad. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jerry is the character that everyone hates, you know, like everyone being the characters in the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Beth is this very uh, independent woman, Mm -hmm. and she's very strong-willed. But there's like this running gag that she can't, you know separate from Jerry. She always falls in love with him no matter what. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, Summer is like the typical teenager. Uh, She grows out of that later on in the, in the show, but um, that's her basic uh, character. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, It's just a very uh, good humored show. It's very good. Um, so with that being said, uh, I hope that that kind of leads into this. Yeah. So um, it's the movie's called Rick and Morty. And since every episode kind of takes a, a movie title and kind of inserts Rick's name into it, mm-hmm. I have chosen a subtitle for the movie. Yeah. And I... <laughs> I initially put uh, Rick Jam, but that seems a little inappropriate. Um, And so instead, I have chosen Space uh, Ellipses Rick um, because it's it's a take on Space Jam. Yeah. Um, So uh, all of the characters are pretty much voiced by the same uh, people. And then mm-hmm. as the plot kind of unfolds, um, the casting is pretty... The casting's pretty much built in uh, because it's basketball okay. players and stuff. So... <laughs> so oh, no. <laughs> so God. the movie starts off, um, you know, animated at, at the household of Rick, Morty, Summer, Jerry, and Beth. Um, mm-hmm. And Rick and Morty are outside shooting hoops on, the, on their driveway... And um, they go back in uh, after shooting hoops, and everyone is asking how it was. Uh, what do you? What do you? Was it fun? And, and Rick and Morty say how it was fun, but it's getting like a little too easy, especially since they took this special serum that Rick invented in order to give them like superhuman basketball skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they want a challenge, and. So Rick gets an idea, and he disappears into his garage, which doubles as his lab. And uh, after a while, uh, Morty joins him, and uh, Rick explains uh, everything. He uh, upgraded his portal gun to uh, open portals not only to different dimensions or realities, but to a whole new, weirder, 3D alternate dimension. And so he... (laughs) opens up a portal and they jump through and they land into our reality and uh, mm-hmm. like like space jam style so uh, um Rick and Morty are now like these 3D like renderings of themselves and they're like in a very generic version of uh, the US mm-hmm. and so they're both like really weirded out about three being 3D and they make a bunch of quips about it and Rick explains that this universe the um the elite are recruited to participate in the NBA, the National Basketball League, uh, Association. Uh-huh. And that they are going to find the best players and they're going to challenge them in order to receive or to relieve them of their boredom. Okay. And so they 
research a bunch of players, like the best players in the NBA, and, and, you know, the usual stuff pops up, like Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, LeBron James, James Harden, and they they find all of the players that they want to face, um, the ones that are mm-hmm. alive at least. Um, and they go across the country, and we, we see them, you know, face off against Michael Jordan now, and, and, and James Harden, and... Uh, Detlef Shrimp and uh, everyone like that, mm. and yeah, um, they beat all of them because the, the serum is superhuman. So they have these superhuman basketball abilities, and they just mm. slaughter every single player they come up against. And so they're confused, and they're they're down on their luck, and they're like, "I guess we're gonna go back home," until a spaceship crashes that looks like Rick's. Mm-hmm. And Rick and Morty come off the ship. So clones of themselves have come off uh, the ship. Um, yeah. Which is, if you watch the show, this is nothing surprising. This stuff happens all the time. At this um, point, they're probably like, oh, hey, what's going on? <laughs> exactly. Um, and so it, it turns out that um, both of the Rick and Morty couples mm-hmm. are here in this reality in order to relieve their boredom. Um, so good. The, <laughs> so it's kind of like a parallel universe where they both um, invented basketball serums in order to uh, play basketball better. Um, yeah. And since our heroes have been defeating basketball legends, uh, or they, they decide that they're going to play each other. And mm-hmm. since our heroes of our timeline or whatever have uh, established themselves as uh, really amazing basketball players who go to players' houses and beat the crap out of them in two-on-two two two or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have this major publicity of this game that's going to go down between Rick and Morty and Rick and Morty yeah. in the ultimate showdown. Um, however, they discover that the Morty on the opposing side is actually evil Morty, who is a recurring character in the show. Uh-oh. And they must defeat him in the game in order to save humanity at, uh, itself. So evil Morty's oh plan is to basically win over the human race's trust and then mm-hmm. tear it all down and take over this reality. unless Rick and Morty can defeat them in basketball (laughs) so they play the game (laughs) and I mean they obviously win in the end Mm -hmm. and um, Evil Morty and uh, his Rick are sent to human prison um, to our Mm -hmm. reality's prison and Rick and Morty uh, are praised and everyone's rejoicing and they teleport back to the house and mm-hmm. um, they make quips about how the, the the whole adventure was pointless, and it it was just kind of dumb. And they like w- the, instead of basketball, they're they want to get interested in competitive chess or something now. Um, yeah, because they're too good at basketball. And then <laughs> you know it, it ends in like a classic Rick and Morty fashion where they're all like. I don't know, like, literally anything could happen, so they, like, flip a table or something and start dancing with loud music or something. Yeah, like, (laughs) every episode, like, ends with just some non-sequitur. They're just like, oh, yeah, that. Which which works. It's funny. Um, And then the credits roll. Um, But then there's Mm. an in-credits scene. Uh Uh-oh. We see Evil Morty and his Rick in a jail cell. And uh, Morty is like, you know, the, the classic shot of him, like, holding the bars and looking out into the hall. Uh-huh. And then he turns and sees his Rick um, practicing chess in jail. Mm-hmm. And on the wall is a poster of Raquel Welch, um, <laughs> but, like, a current photo of her. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, kind of like huh. a callback to uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. And to kind of like indicate that they're going to break out and then battle uh, Rick and Morty in competitive chess whenever they get out. And that's the movie. 
<laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I. <coughs> that's exactly what I did. I'd expect. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Well, that's something. Yeah, I played around with like a um, a live action version of Rick and Morty, but it just the plot was not yeah. bad enough. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they would do. A... <sighs> that's the thing. I don't think they would do a live action. I think they no. would do like something like this, like a Space Jam. Yeah, they would. They would take like <clears throat> some like weird movie that no one's ever heard of, or like some '90s movie like Space Jam. Hmm. And turned it into a Rick and Morty thing. Yeah, they they tend to do something like that with a lot of their episodes. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense. They had like an entire episode de- devoted to like David Cronenberg and yeah, um, like a couple different. Uh, there's one devoted like styles and homages. Yeah, there's one devoted to like the Purge. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's definitely yeah. uh, on brand. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, well done on that. That was... Thank thank you. uh, That's... Ooh. (laughs) Um, so, uh, before, before we get into my pitch, Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a couple things that we want to talk about. Some news, um, that we've heard. Um, Yes. We haven't, we haven't gotten to emails yet this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we're we're actually going to go through uh, a couple of the topics that were brought up in emails mm. uh, for us. So what? Um, which one do you want to go over? Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the one that Brittany sent us. All of the emails are from Brittany at this point, mm. but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think oh, she sent uh, us this one. What was that? Yeah. Oh, I was just—I was just gonna say, if you would like to join um, our our emails, mm-hmm. if you would like, uh, if you would like to send us some emails, uh, the address is crappyhollywoodreboots at gmail dot com. That's crappyhollywoodreboots at gmail dot com. That's crappyhollywoodreboots at gmail dot com. <laughs> so yeah. send us your emails if you see a reboot that you're like, ooh. No, and we haven't covered it. You need to correct us. You need yes. to send it in and say, "Hey, do this. Talk about this." Yeah, and we'll be like, "Oh, okay." Uh, <laughs> um, because we we've got a we've got like we've got two potential reboots mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about today uh, that were sent to us through email. Um, one of them one of them's bad, and one of them I'm horrified that this is happening. <laughs> uh, I cannot believe people have the nerve to reboot this. So, uh, <laughs> we're, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the first one. Yeah. And then uh, after after my pitch, we'll talk about the second one just, just to make sure that you stay the full yeah. episode time. Stay the whole uh, we time. Wanna, we want to tease you out on that one. Yeah. Um, but so... to get to the first one. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, the, fir- the first one uh, was sent during our hiatus uh, mm-hmm. by Brittany, and it shows... It doesn't have a lot of information, but it shows the Monopoly Man and Kevin Hart. <laughs> and honestly, that's not good. I don't know how to feel uh, about that. Like, what is this movie gonna be about? So... I they're they're making a Monopoly movie, and Kevin Hart is attached, mm-hmm. and and that's it. That's all the information we get. That's I mean, <clears throat> from what I can tell. Let me bring it up again. Okay, um, I mean, it would make sense because Kevin Hart is in everything nowadays. Um, but it also doesn't make sense because why are we making a Monopoly movie? Yeah. What is what is the story of Monopoly? There's it's, no story. There's no narrative here. No, I mean you're not helping. You're not helping Mr. Moneybags do anything. He's yeah. just there trying to sell you on capitalism. Yeah. So like this is literally what um, Brittany sent. So it's uh, it's obviously like a screenshot of a Facebook post or something from Fandango. Uh huh. And it shows Monopoly, uh, Mr. Moneybags. 
and mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Hart. And it says Kevin Hart set to star in a live action Monopoly movie. That's oh, what? It's live action. Yeah. What? What did you think? You thought it was, thought it was animated? Anim- yeah, I thought it was going to be animated. You think that? <laughs> you naive movie goer. No. Oh. oh. It's going to be there... like this bland. What I'm envisioning oh. is this like bland Wall Street type thing. With, like, apparently humor or something. Oh, I'm, I've, like, I've got my hands on my knees. And I'm just, like, bent, like, doubled over in pain. <laughs> they, 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 they are making a live-action Monopoly movie. Yeah, man. With Kevin Hart. Yeah, man. Is he, play, is he playing Mr. Moneybags? Does it? I don't know. Um, he's going, he's going to. You know this. He's going to be Mr. Moneybags. I mean, it. It. I can see it, but like, I can see the bad version of it. You know. Um, uh, there's. I mean, that's the only version there's going to be. <laughs> what if this movie is like a hit, though? What if it? What if it's like another Clue? You know, what if it becomes a cult classic? No. <laughs> nope. That is. That is not. <laughs> no. That is not. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope. It's this is this is gonna be about as much of a cult classic as Cat in the Hat is. Yikes! You're predicting that Monopoly is gonna be on on par with Cat in the Hat. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Because <laughs> honestly, it makes complete sense. Monopoly is a game designed to get you. Uh, into into competitive capitalism. It's designed to m- give you a mindset of running other people out of business. Whoa. The whole point is like competitive. Uh, it's it's forcing you into this sort of like competitive capitalist mindset in which you don't care about people, you care about money. Oh my gosh! Which is money is is the overall thing, and that's the whole reason they're making this. Yes, movie. I knew. Oh, that's good. So, oh, okay, okay. I have. I found a synopsis. So I'm mad. I found a synopsis okay. of the of the plot. Let it. Let me. Oh no. Load okay. it up. Oh, I. Sorry, I just got real excited for a second. <laughs> I'm really excited. Um, so I have their IMDb up, and it's only one line. Uh huh. Um, Go ahead. The movie centers. Oh, hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before yeah. you say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just make a guess? sure like it's it's gonna it's gonna center on uh i see this going two ways either (laughs) it's like mr moneybags loses all of his money somehow and he's gotta like learn how to get it back or something or Mm. like two kids like i don't know two kids are like playing monopoly or something they get like sucked into the into mr moneybags's world okay and uh like it's kind of like a jumanji thing okay it's either one of those. Okay, so Go. I actually scro- scrolled down a little bit, and it's more uh-huh. than one line, which is super exciting. Okay, go for it. So, I, I, I'm, well, okay, my computer is uh, messing up. Technical difficulties, one second. <laughs> That's fine. Uh uh, I'm predicting this is going to go over about as well as the live-action Sonic movie. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Why yeah. does everything have to be live action now? I don't I'm know, so, man. I'm so mad. Like it's it's like the 3D craze a couple years back. It it's like Hollywood's like, oh, you guys want live action versions of things, right? And it's like, n- not really. The the uh, I will say the only live action version that I am actually looking forward to. Yeah. Detective Pikachu. Yeah, because I'm, I'm still hyped on that movie. Because it looks like they put a lot of time and a lot of care into well, yeah. thinking about how those characters will translate on screen. Yeah, how they look if if they were like a real creature. Um, yeah, it's exactly. Cool. A, a lot of care went into it. And you can tell with the Sonic promos that they're yeah. coming out with, they didn't do that. Because it's going to look creepy. It's going <laughs> to look real creepy. Yeah. 
And you can tell they were like, oh, let's just translate him to the screen. It'll be fine. We don't got to worry about how he's going to look. No, it's going to look bad. Um, but uh, go, ahead with, go okay. ahead with Monopoly. Are you ready for this? I'm not. I mean... I'm not, but go for it. I'll give you this uh, as a... As a uh, like a preface. Mm-hmm. It's basically Ready Player One. Um, so a trio, yeah, it's super weird. A trio of kids from Baltic Avenue discover Mm -hmm. that Charles Darrow, the inventor of Monopoly, hid a coded secret in the game that we've all been playing for generations, setting them off on an adventure through the streets of Atlantic City, racing through forgotten underground railroads, the boardwalk, and more, as they've pursued as they're pursued by a near-bankrupt casino owner also competing to find Darrow's hidden fortune. This is literally Ready Player One. (laughs) I think, uh... I think Casey's gone. Just me and you guys... Oh, oh, he's back. So I call I called it. I mean, basically, I it. yeah. I mean, basically, it, it's Ready Player One. The bankrupt casino owner are like the Sixers or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. There's a coded secret, which is basically the Easter egg. Um, you know, I mean, Charles Darrow is um, whatever his name is. I forgot. Um, but yeah. I mean, the only difference is like it's Monopoly themed. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, there's a coded secret in, in yeah, the board game. A coded secret. So is this does, like set in the does future? Does that trans? Does that translate <laughs> to every uh, Monopoly rendition that has come Are, out? I've seen. I saw a Rick and Morty Monopoly game. Is yeah. the coded secret in that too? I don't. I don't know. Like. Also, is it like a video game? Is it a board game that they like? They like, you know, like squeeze dude. lemon juice on and put in the oven, like in National Treasure. Dude, I, I, <laughs> like I, what's happening? I, liter- I literally told you it's going to be about kids. They get sucked into Monopoly and they they play for real. Mm-hmm. And that's literally what's happening. I mean, it's except it's Jumanji, like it's Ready Player One, you know. Yeah, it's that, but with Ready Player One, where they're like, oh, there was a secret in the game the whole time. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, and boy. Kevin Hart is attached? Who? Yeah. Who? My my guess... Here's the thing, that's a, that synopsis does not leave any part for Kevin Hart to play. <clears throat> no, I think that he's going to be the casino owner who's who's bankrupt, and that he's, oh. he's like the antagonist. A hundred percent, I bet is. that's who he is. Yep. Yes, he is. <sighs> Disappointed. Because he's not playing Mr. Moneybags. Yeah. Uh, very unhappy about that. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm already disappointed in this movie. I don't. I don't. This all I know about it. Yeah. I, man, I didn't realize that this. Uh, uh, this might rival Uh-oh. the other reboot. Yeah. That that we're gonna talk about later in just how bad it is. Yeah. Um. But before we talk about that, uh, let's. Ooh, your dog. Yeah, is, I know. Your dog is spicy. It's going to um, get worse in a second. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Well, um we'll just have a dog we'll just have a dog playing in the background. Well, here. Yeah. I'll talk. I mean, it's going to be really I don't even know if they're they'll be able to hear it. So, go okay. ahead. Well, uh, anyway. Uh so I will say starting off leading into this, um you beat me to the fly. Really? A couple weeks back, um, you you beat me because uh, I was going to reboot the fly, but you did it first. Oh yeah, I'm not mad, <laughs> but I am going after another Cronenberg classic. Oh, so so me bringing up David Cronenberg earlier. Yeah, uh, there was a reason for that. Okay, I'm I'm rebooting Scanners. Oh, I yeah. know I know very little about Scanners. You don't know Scanners? No. What? I know very oh, little. Dude. I'm aware of this, it. This movie's like right up your alley. 
Um, it's gross. <laughs> I love that. It's gross. Oh, it's gross. Um, so here's the thing about scanners. Uh, they've already had like four sequels. Um, they had Scanner Two, Scanners Two, Scanners Three, uh, Scanner Cop, and Scanner Cop Two. Wait, uh, those last two sound like the best movies ever made. Scanner Cop. <laughs> that just yeah. sounds awful. It. Oh, I haven't. I haven't seen any of the sequels. Um, they're. I'm sure they're really something because you know who else hasn't heard of the sequels? Uh, anybody. <laughs> no, nobody's like, man, my favorite movie, Scanner Cop 2. <laughs> you know, the fourth one in the Scanner series? <laughs> Scanner Cop. That sounds oh. awful. It sounds like Samurai Cop, but yeah. that's a that's a completely I'm different thing. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Anyway, uh, so the original Scanners is the only one I'm talking about. <sighs> Scanners, they've had like four sequels. Um, they've tried to re- to reboot it in the past, mm-hmm. but David Cronenberg hasn't given approval on it. Oh. So they keep trying, but he keeps not saying anything about it, so they just give up. <laughs> um, <coughs> so I think they're going to get it at some point. They're going to they're gonna get the rights to it soon. They're, they're going to be able to do it. Um, I could see this, like, being a Netflix series instead of a movie. Okay. Uh, the problem is uh, it would be a lot like Stranger Things. Because um, oh, okay. Stranger, Th- Stranger Things takes a lot from, like, 80s and 70s, yeah. uh, like, tropes. And um, the main character, one of the main characters of Stranger Things 11 is a psychic. Yes. And the whole point of Scanner's... Um, it fo- it follows a group of people called scanners who are who are psychics. Oh, so okay. the oh, and I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you a bit of the plot. Right. Um. I I won't spend too long on it because this is this is just a this is just a regular reboot. Um. I don't need to I don't need to tell everything, but right. um. But I'll I'll give a basis of the plot. Um. But the thing is, like, if it's a Netflix series, it'd be it'd be a little bit like Stranger Things, and I don't think that would work out very well. Um. Okay. So, a uh, hot take, real bit, real, real, t- um, real quick on scanners. Mm-hmm. Uh, the acting in this movie is not good. <laughs> it, it, it the the actors are are not great, which is a real shame because one of the main characters is is played by Michael Ironside. Ooh, who is actually a good actor, but in this, man, Michael, really? Come on, man. That that seems to kind of be a theme with um, with like horror movies in the eighties. Um, yeah, because there aren't a lot like even Hellraiser, where the special effects are great, the acting is garbage. And that's the thing. That's the thing. The special effects in this movie are amazing. Like to this day, I'll watch it and be like, "How? How did they do that?" <laughs> yeah. Um, like there, oh my gosh, there's, there's some horrifying things. And that was, uh, I was going to follow that hot take with an extremely cold take and say that the special effects in this movie are like horrifying. Yeah. I mean, um, Cronenberg, so like if his name is attached to anything, you know that it's going to be gruesome oh, yeah. and gross. I mean, in, yeah, it's gross. And like this movie is no exception. Like, uh, at, at one part in the movie, a man like is peeling his face off. Yeah, it's it's disgusting, uh, and like watching it, you're just like, "How did they do that? Oh, that's so <laughs> gross." Uh, anyway, all right, so um, uh, rundown rundown of the main characters. Um, uh, there's really only like three that I'm gonna talk about because there's only three that are like super important to the plot, yeah. and that's uh, Cameron Vale is the main character, and Vale is gonna be played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Daryl, um, Daryl Revick, uh, Revick is the bad guy. He's going to be played by, I think he's going to be played by Michael Fassbender with an American accent. Okay. He does that well. And then, and then Dr. Paul Ruth is, um, is this scientist that's involved and he's kind of a, like, uh, if you've seen Stranger Things 2, like the, the second season, uh, Paul Reiser, um, Paul Reiser's character, like mm. the doctor. Yeah. Um, and so I'm thinking either like Paul, Paul Reiser or Gary Oldman esque actor. 
and I really want to bring in someone like Peter Weller. Okay. Um, I think Peter Weller would be good for this. Uh, Peter Weller has has roots in sci-fi. He played the original RoboCop. Right. Um, he played in one of my favorite movies ever, uh, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Yeah. Um, he's he's a sci-fi guy. Uh, like, he, uh, I mean, he was RoboCop, so yeah. that's all you got to say. Right. So, thinking of bringing in someone like Peter Weller just to, as, as kind of a... Uh, kind of a nod to the old sci-fi, kind of like Paul Reiser was in Stranger Things, because Paul Reiser um, got really famous for Aliens, uh, for for being in in the second Alien movie. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, the the most famous scene of Scanners is the first scene, and it's terrifying. Okay. Um, and you you might actually be familiar with this scene. Uh, it starts out with like um, there's a there's a company called Consec, which is like a private security firm. Yeah. And they um, they're showcasing a powerful new weapon called the scanner, and the scanner is like a psychic whose abilities are just basically limitless. <laughs> um, they're, they're telepathic. They're cyberpathic. They're technopathic. Mm. Um. They, they've got telekinesis, uh, they've got mind control, it's like, the options are limitless for these psychics, they're just super powerful, Yeah. and so they have like, they have a Consec scanner sitting there in front of this like, group of people, uh, like in this little auditorium, and the Consec scanner's like, alright, uh, I, I want to demonstrate my power, I'll pick someone from the audience, uh, whoever wants to come up, and I'll read their mind just to show you um, just to show you our, uh, the gifts of the scanner. And so uh, a guy a guy volunteers, they bring him up. Uh, the guy's name is Revik. And Revik comes up on stage. Um, the Consec scanner tries to, tries to demonstrate his mind-reading powers, mm-hmm. but you find out that the volunteer, Revik, is a more powerful scanner. And so oh. he's actually a more powerful psychic. He overpowers the Consec scanner and blows up his head. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. His head just explodes from yeah. from this from the psychic attack, and so everyone's screaming, everyone's running. Um, Consec tries to stop Revik, but he like uh, he kills the officials that kidnap him and escape. Um, and so you find out that like. The, the head of, of Consec Scanner Research Program is pressured to, like, shut it down. Um, and the program head is, is Dr. Paul Ruth. And so he, um, he disagrees. He doesn't want it to shut down because, um, because it, could, it could show how beneficial, like, scanners are. And, like, their, their scanning potential. Yeah. And so he... <coughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> he, uh, he knows that Revic is behind this. Yeah, and that he um, he wants to stop Revik, uh, he and he wants to recruit scanners to do that, and so he brings in a guy named Cameron Vale, and Cameron Vale is this homeless dude who um, who was sort of driven insane by by his scanning abilities, mm-hmm. and so Ruth uh, injects him with this uh, with this drug called ephem- uh, ephemeral, and ephemeral. Uh, is really important for the plot, but um, it basically temporarily removes his powers in order to, like, restore his sanity. Right. And so um, Ruth, while Vale is, like, clear and is back to normal, Ruth is like, hey, we need help. Um, You're a scanner. You're a psychic. Uh, Revik is a psychic, and Revik is killing uh, scanners who who won't join his cause. And so there's a little bit of um, kind of a training montage where where uh, Ruth is guiding Vale to learning to control his scan- scanning abilities. Um, Revik has some spies on the inside of Consec, and they try to uh, assassinate Vale a couple times. Uh, vale starts tracking down Revik's plot. Uh, Revik encounters another psychic named Kim. Uh, Kim Obrist, mm-hmm. and I forgot to cast Kim Obrist. Whoops. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Vale and Obrist work together, and um, <clears throat> uh, they uh, while the, while they're teaming up, um, some more of Revik's assassins try to kill them. 
but they overpower the assassins, and Vale discovers through through one of the dying assassins, he reads his mind and discovers that uh, large quantities of this drug, ephemeral, are being distributed under a computer program called RIPE. And RIPE is actually run by Revic through Consec. And so they go back to to Consec to try and figure out more about RIPE and about ephemeral. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, one of one of Revic's spies kills Dr. Ruth and uh, while they're there, and they have to flee the Consec building. And so they, they access... Uh, they find out more about ephemeral. He he shuts down. Uh, he orders the shutdown, uh, the computer to to shut down. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no. Um, vale logs into the computer through his mind to, tr- to try and find more about ephemeral. Uh, Revic spy uh, tries to shut down the computer in order to try and kill Vale while he's scanning it. Uh, however, the the plan backfires and the computer explodes, killing Revic spy. Uh, vale and Obrist are fine. And then they figure out that uh, ephemeral has been sent to pregnant women, and that one of the pregnant women's uh, unborn baby has scanned her, and uh, and like reads her mind and things like that. And so they realize that ephemeral causes uh, unborn children to become scanners, uh, to become psychics when they're when it's administered to pregnant women. Oh. Which is really screwed up. <laughs> yes, um, it is. And so uh, Revic. Uh, finds Obrist and Vale and uh, captures them. And so Revic takes Vale to his office and he's like, so Ephemeral was a drug uh, developed by Dr. Ruth. It was supposed to be a tranquilizer for pregnant women when they're like undergoing labor and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, the drug side effect um, causes the kid to become a scanner. uh, And so Dr. Ruth figured that out when he was providing it to his own wife during her pregnancies. And he only found out later when his children became these super, super powerful scanners, the two, like, most powerful scanners. Yeah. Which, of course, <laughs> those two are Revic and Vale. They're yeah. brothers, and Dr. Ruth was their father. Oh. And, um... And so Revic is like, I want to mass distribute ephemeral. I want to give it to doctors who don't know what it does. Mm-hmm. I want the I want it prescribed to pregnant patients. I want to create a new generation of scanners because the next big step in human human evolution, of course, uh, are scanners. Yeah. And I want to lead the charge when scanners take over the world and destroy all normal <clears throat> people. Um, I I want the death of all normals. I want scanners to rule the world, and I want you to join me. And Vale's like, of course not. You're insane. <laughs> and so they have this sort of, like, final showdown telepathic battle between each other. Uh, and Revik's like, hey, man, you know, if you won't join me, I'm going to suck out your consciousness out of your body, <laughs> absorb it into my own. Jeez. That way you'll always be with me. Which is terrifying. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, and so uh, Revik's like, I'm going, I'm going to suck out your consciousness, uh, and so they fight, and the fight is just really, uh, really disgusting. Like the their veins, you can see like veins pop up across their body. Yeah, uh, as their like minds are are fighting, um, Vale's face starts falling off of his of his head. Oh it's God. disgusting. <laughs> Um, and so, like, finally, in this fight, uh, Vale's body catches fire. Yeah. But, uh, but Revik's, Revik's eyes rolls back, roll back into his head. He starts, like, violently shaking. And there's obviously something going on with both of them. I mean, Vale, Vale is incinerated. Revik is going through shocks. Uh, something happens. Uh, it cuts to Obrist. Uh, Obrist goes, uh, enters the room to find, like, this charred corpse on the ground. And then she looks over and sees, um, and she, she sees a huddled figure in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, the figure looks around, you find out it's Revic. Revic is sitting in the corner. Um, but, like, Revic has had this scar on his head the whole movie, and that scar is gone now, and his eyes are blue instead of brown, which the Vale's eyes are blue. Yeah, and so um, Revic turns to Obrist and announces in Vale's own voice that they've won, and then 
cut to credits. Wow. It's... Oh, wow. That's hopeless. It's so <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, it's, it, you were right. It's That's ter- way up my alley. <laughs> it's it's terrifying. I'm sorry I've spoiled the whole plot for you. No, I was engaged. Like, it's it's terrifying it's disgusting i i I, i've actually like i i didn't say the whole thing so there's a lot of other stuff that happens in this movie right um like i i've given you the bare basics to what's going on but it's oh my gosh it's uh now the acting the acting is not great it's actually pretty (laughs) bad um the the guy who plays the main character uh he's a painter so he's he's not like an actor. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's a painter uh, in real life. Do I? He was a painter in real life. Yeah, he's a painter in oh, real life. Great. Um, and Michael Ironside. I don't know why, but like, he he's really good at like at like committing to the psychic parts. Yeah. Like his, um, he's he's really good about like throwing himself into like. Uh, like shaking and like doing weird things with his face and and stuff like that but his his line delivery is really weird okay um and a lot of the line delivery in this movie i'm like why did you choose to say it like that? <laughs> what like uh there's a part where like uh vale is vale is talking to revic and he's like it's like you're reincarnated and you're like <laughs> Why did you say it like that? Why did you put the emphasis in, in those places? He, you're like he's like it's like you were reincarnated. And you're like Who says reincarnated? That's like, like that? that's like a way that we would say reincarnated to each other. Yeah. I'd be like, "Oh, man, that and then he got reincarnated." <laughs> exactly. Um but you need to see this movie as soon as possible because For it's sure. so good. Um, it's really good. Uh, the acting is, is really meh, but the special effects just are amazing. Uh, the story is pretty cool. Um, I, I'm all for like, uh, thriller action movies involving uh, psychics. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Um, so uh, (coughs) the problem is when they reboot it, it's going to suck. Oh yeah. Well, Um, I mean, if you take anything that's like considered a piece of art um Mm -hmm. like anything that cronenberg does pretty much yeah and then you like run it through a blender that is hollywood and the way Mm -hmm. that they think it's gonna be garbage yeah Yeah. (laughs) and i mean the whole the whole reason the movie is so good is because of the special effects yeah and they're not going to like they're not going to honor that. Yeah. Your dog is going They're going off. insane right now. I'm going to like step away from um the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's go fine. for it. Um but yeah, we can cut the dog parts out later if we need to. Maybe. But... <laughs> or not. We'll see. <laughs> oh well. Um Oh my god. Jeez. They really want to be a part of the podcast. Um, so our special guests for this evening are uh, our... uh Trace's Trace's local dogs. Oh my gosh. I like I, I'm not sure if the microphone is picking them up, so we may just yeah. be talking out of our butts, but uh Okay, go ahead. I don't know, man. Uh anyway. <laughs> Um, this movie's not gonna, uh, the, the reboot's not gonna be good, because they're gonna, like, CGI everything, yeah. and more than that, like, there, there's a weird, there's a weird, uh, thing that happens in culture whenever yeah. something is, like, so influential, Yeah. um, when something is, like, ridiculously influential, uh, and everyone, like, pays homage to it and copies it. That, like, when it's eventually rebooted, everyone's like, oh, this isn't clever. Yeah. This I mean, isn't good. I think um, uh, a good example of that may be, like, um, like The Hobbit, 
um, the book into a movie because mm -hmm. it, it definitely felt like it was phoned in. Um, yeah. So that and um, well, like uh, some of the there, the like there's some there's some really influential like anime. Oh yeah. That, uh, Always well, gets ruined. Which one? Uh, which one it was? Uh, it might have been Ghost in the Shell with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Well, like the, like the original that was oh, yeah. like, was super influential. In oh the yeah, day. that's like one then, of the first ones that people like recommend to people who want to watch anime for the first time. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I th I think it was a manga too. I I don't know. I don't know enough to to like say yeah, from experience, but same. I, but I know it was super influential in its field. And then like when it came out, everyone was like. Or, like, when it was rebooted in the modern day, everyone was like, oh, I don't really see what the big deal is. It's kind of, like, yeah. all of these tropes. And it's like, you don't understand that it was, like, how how good the, how groundbreaking the original was. And I, f I feel the same way would happen with Scanners if it got rebooted again. Everyone would be like, oh, this is another story about a psychic. We just got that with Stranger Things. Yeah. And no one would appreciate that, like, this was a big deal when it came out, yeah. uh, and the and the special effects were groundbreaking. Uh, someone called this like the psycho of body horror. Um, Whoa, that's like, a pretty big uh, comparison. Yeah, like they put it up there with like the thing and the fly and uh, all of these all of these big mo big movies in like the body horror genre. Yeah, um, they put it up there. It it's like the unrecognized brother of those. Uh, even though th this one was was really influential, uh, it doesn't get as much credit as some of the others. I think because the others, the others are a little better acted. I gotta say, but um, ah, dude, yeah, I I pulled a lot from the Wikipedia article because I didn't have time to watch this this week, so I, right. I really need to go back and watch it again. Um, yeah, I'm excited to to give it a a watch for the first time, um, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna have to seek it um, out. It's good. It's really good. Um, but all that to say, Cronenberg, um, really good. Yep. Uh, but, <laughs> listeners... We ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. We got one more thing to talk about, and let me tell you, you're going to wish you hadn't listened to us <laughs> all this time. When we tell you this, you're going to be like, oh, no. I mean, you could easily, like pause the episode and then just wait till next week's episode comes out and just like skip the rest but Whoa. at this point uh, hey if, 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 if whatever you use to pause things is over the the pause button you better quit it yeah don't do it um you've you've listened this far you may as well listen to Come on. you gotta say okay you got like 10 minutes left come on here here's the here's the oh yeah uh, here's the, here's the deal. We found out from a very reliable source. <laughs> yes. Uh, who, who is the source again? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you can guess. I mean, it's still Brittany. Yes, it's still, it's still Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brittany, Brittany has really, uh, like, taken it upon herself to let us know yeah. about all these reboots, and honestly, I'm here for it. Same. Like, thank you, Brittany. Um, Cause you, you've really, like, given us a lot of material. I don't have, I personally don't have a lot of time to, like, look up reboots and stuff. Um, yeah. So it's really so nice you, to, like, kind of come home and have emails. You're really, yeah, you're really helping us out. Um, so we appreciate that. Uh, but... This, oh, I, I, and I can't believe they're rebooting it because they just did. <laughs> uh, they just rebooted this. Yeah, they're rebooting again. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Why? <laughs> let let that sink in. Now, they there is like, there is literally there's like next to no information about this movie. Here here here's what I'm mad about. Yeah. Um. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was Michael Bay's other childhood ruining franchise, besides, you know. Um, <laughs> and and let me tell you, the sun has not even set on the Transformers franchise. Yep. And it will see two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle franchises. I it's it's safe to say that the turtles have been Spider Maned at this point. The turtles have been Spider Maned. Yep. Dude. 
Uh, anyone, anyone who like listened to that quote out of context would be like, "What is happening? <laughs> what does that um, mean?" <laughs> the turtles have been Spider-Maned. Uh, Spider-Maning, of course, means that they're reboot. They're getting rebooted again within the span of a few years. Uh, to be like, you know, three. Uh, to for like three franchises now. Yeah. So I mean, because we had, we had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the nineties. We yep. had live action movies. We had three. Yeah. And then and we, so had, that we had we had a whole like animation, like the three D animated one. Why did I uh, animated three uh, D animated one <laughs> Reincar- reincarnated? I guess I was still thinking of that. <laughs> like put the same inflection that on animated. it. Animated. Yeah, the animated movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then... <coughs> and then the we freaking... the Michael Bay version. Yeah. The, the horrifying, like, goblin versions. Oh, here's the freaking thing, though, Casey. Oh, yeah? The, the reboot that's happening now, that's going to happen this year or whatever, they're starting filming or whatever, it's produced oh, this... by Michael Bay again. What? <laughs> it's still Michael Bay. He rebooted his own franchise. <laughs> That's as bad as like Sony going, "Hey, uh Sam Raimi, your Spider-Man is great, but uh we're soft rebooting the franchise behind your back while you're trying to make Spider-Man 4. Um we're soft rebooting it with Andrew Garfield over here. So when you're when your task inevitably fails, yeah. we have a backup reboot. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Sam I Raimi mean, dropped out of Spider-Man 4 and Sony came out with the worst Spider-Man movies ever. Yeah. I mean, Michael Bay is like top producer on on the bill right now. Um Ooh. It's insane. That that man, that that man has no standards. No, I mean he's made he, like a million Transformers movies. So, like he's just he is literally only in it for the money. He literally doesn't care about the entertainment value. I, I mean, it's and hard to like, believe I, that he he isn't. And I I mean I know that's easy to be like oh a Hollywood exec not caring about entertainment. Yeah. What else is new? But this is so like. <sighs> just out and out yeah like so uh not hidden at all he's just like yeah i'm rebooting it yeah it's pretty blatant um like i really don't care at this point and to to talk about like plot wise i don't know enough of the ninja turtles to to like here's the thing it's it's really just gonna be like the same things all over again i mean yeah come out with shredder um (laughs) they're gonna like the Teenage Mutant Turtles are going to be doing their thing in the streets, and then some rando finds them, and then um, they they become heroes. Uh, uh, Shredder comes out, and he's shredding things, and then they stop Shredder, and then, oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the same schlock over and over and over. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just... I'm tired, listeners. <laughs> I'm tired. Mm. Uh, We've reached cinematic fatigue on on crappy Hollywood reboots. Yeah. Um, they they are, wow they they've put out all the st- they've they've pulled out all the stops with their reboots. Mm-hmm. This time with rebooting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again. Uh, the second one only came out like two years. A ago. A couple years ago, yeah. Like it's insane wow man i like i'm i'm so shocked that like michael bay is soft rebooting his franchise (laughs) within the span of the other franchise like continuing yeah like transformers is still going and it started before michael bay's original teenage mutant ninja turtles franchise yeah let me see when the uh second movie came out are are we sure this isn't a third are we sure it's No, it's not it, that? it literally the the title of the uh, IMDb page is Untitled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Reboot. It's, it's a not reboot. And it's, it's not and it's not a sequel. It yeah, it's huh. it's it's not Untitled uh sequel to Untitled Third Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. It's it's literally says reboot in the title. I wonder if it's going to be like a prequel. 
I don't. Who knows, because, man? I mean, I Bumblebee is kind of a a Transformers yeah. reboot. They're soft rebooting, and the maybe that's that's the way he they're going. And Bumblebee worked out, so that's the thing. Bumblebee did work out, um, um, but and so they they might be soft rebooting the franchise with a prequel. Who knows, man? Um, that would be less ridiculous. I'm still kind of mad but that he's so shameless. The the information that we have so far doesn't point in that direction, you know? Like, we don't That's know. That's true. We don't know. But Out of the Shadows came out two years ago. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Confirmed. Yep. There we go. <laughs> yep, so. I was right. <sighs> well, there you have it. I mean, Teenage Mutant Ninja I- Turtles again. I, I honestly think it'll be a soft reboot prequel because yeah. I, I feel like Michael Bay saw Bumblebee do really well and he was mm. like, that's what we need. We need more of that. We need more prequels. You know, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not convinced. <clears throat> I think that I think that the first two uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies reviewed bad enough that yeah. Just they're just gonna, the yeah, they're just gonna reboot it. And they're just gonna start yeah. all over from scratch. That's that's my uh, prediction. Well, well, listeners, we're just gonna have to find out who's right, yeah, and who's wrong next time. All right, <laughs> next time on Crappy Hollywood Reboots, tune in as we are literally uh, punching each other. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, well thanks uh, for that's listening. That's all we got for this week. Yeah, thank. Thank you for listening. Um, be sure to email us mm-hmm. if you got any questions, comments, concerns, emotional outbursts. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Hit us up on the email. Yeah. Death um, threats. Huh? Death threats. Yeah. Send those our and way. I, that's all we got for this week. Um, yeah. Tune in next week when we talk about something else. Yeah. Be <laughs> sure to, to, to follow the Instagram, too. At oh yeah, crappy Hollywood reboots. Oh yeah, um, follow us on, uh, like like us on Insta. Yeah, cool. All right, and uh, cue the outro. Cue the outro. Crappy, crappy Hollywood reboots. reboots.